Hey everybody, welcome to the Mary and Tom Show. I'm Tom. I'm Mary. This is our show. We saw the first episode of the fourth season of Deep Space Nine. That was pretty good. I was surprised. It was a really good one. Yes, it was. I, I really enjoyed it. Well, I didn't watch Star Trek Next Generation. I, yeah. s- I saw the first show, and uh, that <laughs> was, was not, not for a good, me. Not a good uh, first yeah. episode. First season really is kind of not that great. I only remember seeing a couple of episodes throughout the whole thing. One was with Whoopi Goldberg. Um, I think it was uh, one where time had changed. No, they were they were in a different universe. Okay. I think it was one where they were in a different universe. Either that or the holodeck stopped working. That happens pretty, pretty much every other episode. Yeah. That was that was fun that they mentioned that. On these Space Nine. And, yeah, that was yeah. And and I remember Q. Who it's boring. He really. <laughs> there was an episode with Q that I really detested. He only showed up once on Deep Space Nine. I didn't like him there, but you know, it was I don't know. I don't want to say more tolerable, but since I didn't, I'm not expecting a bunch of Q to show up. I was okay with it. Hmm. I think people like him and generally, general like like I think he's like a fan favorite and whatnot. So they bring Q on people, so they get like a, a rating spike. Hmm. But I've always found him like really dumb and boring. He's annoying. Well, that too. He's very annoying. I <laughs> I don't like him. Well, you know, he's he's kind of like um, the Superman villain, uh, Mister McSpitalik, the fifth dimensional. Yeah, he's imp. really annoying. Yeah, which in it in the comic books apparently he was pretty popular but in the comic books they had a rule where he could only come every three months like that was actually stated in in the book that he's banished for three more months and to deal with them for three more issues now and i think if mr mcspitalik was like the main villain and showed up like all the time yeah i wouldn't read superman comics i'd be really annoyed well q didn't show up all the time it seems like every time I turned into Next Generation, either Q was there or the holodeck wasn't working. It was like my two least favorite stories. And it happened like every time. And I was like, no, this isn't for me. I, I didn't see more than the first episode and those two odd episodes that I saw um, until we watched the first episode, the first season of. Um, well, I got it on I got yeah. it on DVD like for two dollars. I got two dollar remastered or whatever set of Next Generation. I was like, oh, okay, sure, I'll watch this. And that was like the one season that that was a slog. That was terrible. It took us a long time to get through that too. Yeah, D Space Nine isn't taking so long, and it's gotten better every season. So I'm well, really looking. Well, we're forward. actually starting season four. Yeah. <laughs> so that that says something. So far, so good. Now, I know you said Star Trek is... Or, not Star Trek. Um, Next Generation is supposed to get better. Yeah. But, uh... I mean, I must have seen more of it when I was a kid because I remember... I remember some of those characters really well. I remember Picard. I remember Data. I remember Geordi. I remember uh, Riker and that. Um, and, like, know a handful of things about them. So, I must have seen more of them, but I don't really remember it. I don't really remember seeing D Space Nine when when I was a kid. I must have because I remember Odo and Quark, but I don't think I got really into it. The one Star Trek series 
that when I actually started watching Star Trek was was Voyager, which I don't remember very fondly. And may, maybe it will improve if we get to that and decide to watch it. Yeah, I never saw any of that. I, yeah. I never saw any of the uh, Deep Space Nine either. Yeah. <clears throat> but I'm I'm enjoying. Yeah. Deep Space Nine. It got better. Yeah. Because the first year was mediocre. Yeah. And uh, but we stuck with it, and it got better. Took to the fourth season, but hey. <laughs> I mean, I think it was getting better in the second and third season, too. But It, it definitely had episodes where I was enjoying them more. Mm-hmm. And then other episodes where I was groaning more. Oh, my God. No, they didn't just... No, they're not going to... I don't like the episodes where I know everything. Not that I read anything. It's just I can see how it's going. Yeah. And I don't want to... An- I don't want to anticipate stuff. And yeah. then, oh, yep, they did it. I I don't mind that as much because you know the the joys and the journey and all that, but I mind it not when, not when it's like oh they're going to do this and it's stupid. Well, there's that, and it's when the characters who are supposed to be pretty smart—they're all pretty smart people, supposedly. When they're dumb, that upsets me. Like mm-hmm. I didn't care for the episode uh, with Majel Barrett Barrett uh, where. She has some kind of cold, and it makes everyone get frisky with each other. But I did like that Cisco like immediately was like, "Okay, something's wrong. This isn't normal behavior. The crew is acting weird, and you find out what's going on." Like, like he immediately was like, "Yep," because usually when there's episodes where people act out of character, they like, "I wonder what's going on with him, huh?" And in this case, it's like, "Nope." This I've seen this. Let's let's take care of this. We just released a new game. That's right, NATO Air Commander. It's a solitaire game designed by Brad Smith, and we've sold a few copies of that. Would you say, Mary? Yeah, one or two. Actually, quite a few copies. Um, so, so way back when we released Infamous Traffic, and that had like our best first day sales ever when it came out. Like, wow, we did a lot of sales on the first day of that game. And when 4X came out, it did slightly more than that. And now NATO Air Commanders come out and has done slightly less than traffic, so it's like our third best first day sales ever. Uh, we're actually almost out of decks for it. We actually need to order more decks, which we should be getting in a week-ish, week and a half or so. Um, so I'm not sure if the copies we have are going to last the next couple days. And we actually got more decks to start with than we usually do. Uh, we knew, like, well, there's going to be some demand for this. But it was maybe more than we anticipated. We didn't expect that, that many on the first day. So uh, we're really happy about that. Um, we always like selling more games rather than less games. That's uh, part of our business strategy is to sell more games and not less games. Definitely. I came up with that part. I'm very proud of that. Most business stuff, I mean, that that's Mary's Balowick, but this that's mine. We should sell more games. It's very helpful for me to come up with that. If you say so. <laughs> so, one thing that happened when we released NATO Air Commander is that we had people ask us, uh, is there going to be a P&P of this? And one thing I've noticed 
the last, I don't know, dozen games or so, is every time we release a game, someone will ask us, a different person will ask us, is this, are you going to do a PMP of this one? And I don't mind, I don't mind answering questions because that's, that's part of the job. I don't, I don't mind the question at all. I think it's funny because the answer is always yes, and I'm not sure what would make this game different where it wouldn't, we wouldn't do a PMP on War Game Vault. You know, uh, we used to get asked a lot, are your games going to, why aren't your games in Europe? And that, that one, <laughs> we used to get asked that pretty much every day. Um, it's not every day anymore, but we still get asked from I, time yeah, to time. Yeah, I still field emails on that one. <laughs> yeah. And that one, we have to kind of get into depth to explain why it doesn't work for our model, et cetera, et cetera. Whereas with the PMP one, we say, yeah. Yeah, it's going to be on PMP. Yeah, not everybody reads our blog or um, listens to the podcast or follows us on Twitter or Facebook. And I, again, I don't mind answering it. It's just, they, I think it's they funny. May, they may just know us from our online store. Yeah. Maybe we should put something in the fact about. We might we might have to because it's again I'm not annoyed by it. I just think it's kind of funny that 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 kind of started in the last year or so, and I'm I'm not sure why that's a question. It's it's kind of funny. Not everybody puts their stuff on PNP, so no, but we do. And, but we do. I, I mean, mean, we I have mean, a lot on. I mean, they're, Game Vault. they're aware that all our other stuff is on PNP on Warhammer Vault, so I'm not sure why. Each new game would provide some kind of exception to that. I don't know, but it's not a. It's not a big deal. No, it's I, not a big I, deal I, at all. I just think it's. I'm just amused by it. This is this is my amuse. You guys can't see it, but this is my amused face. <laughs> okay, that's your amused face. Yeah. One thing about the PMP does take a bit of time to prepare the files. Some games take longer to prepare than others, especially games with cards, because we basically have to reformat it. Because our cards are formatted a certain way for our printer, our card printer, and they're formatted a completely different way for PMP, and so it's kind of a time-consuming thing. It's not really hard to do. It's just it takes a lot of time. We don't always have that time available because we're going to prioritize getting the box games together. Yeah, that's really been the the issue the last several months getting the boxed versions ready because we've had so many games. We've had a time crunch, and that was the main focus. Yeah, we got past that horse and musket bottleneck, and uh, we just fi- you've just finished putting together uh, Sioux Line, and you just finished putting together uh, This Guilty Land. So we have everything pretty much done through to the end of the year. So we have a little bit of time to like relax like for two days before we jump into next year's stuff. So like we said, uh, This Guilty Land is is done. We're about to order the proof for it. And I'm kind of relieved because I've been living with that game, with that subject matter, which is very depressing, very exhausting. So I've been living with that for like a year and a half. And that's not great for my mental and emotional well-being, I guess. Um, so I'm really kind of glad to be moving that off my plate and to getting that out into the world next month. Uh, we've gotten some pushback on the game, as I think we discussed in a previous podcast, and as I was talking with uh, Travis Hill in an interview I did with him uh, some weeks back. Uh, but not as much as we expected. I think we might get more once the game actually comes out, but hopefully hopefully not. I grew up basically arguing with people on Usenet about things. And I'm still sometimes a little argumentative. I try not, not to be... Uh, 
I don't really want to get into debates on this one. Like, if someone disagrees with the central premise of the game, or disagrees with the model, I don't really feel compelled to argue with them. Because I think if I do that, they're just going to eat up more and more of my time and my energy. So I'm going to try, you know, not to argue with people on the internet about my game and not to, you know, feel compelled to defend my design decisions or whatever. Uh, we'll see how that works because I, I felt the same way about 4X and I kept getting dragged back into that. But um, I... I don't know if you kept getting dragged back or... You kept jumping in. It's kind of the same thing, Mary. Someone was wrong on the internet. I need. I needed. To... Uh. But you know, I, I I guess I see it as the game itself presents my argument. The game itself presents my, my viewpoint in a more dynamic way than I could. You know, verbally. You know, it's up to people to respond to that, engage with that how they want to, and uh, I'll kind of try to keep quiet after that. So I can just basically just move on, because I have been living with this game for a long time, with such a matter for a long time, and it, it is draining. It is exhausting. Uh, it is painful, and I want to work on stuff that isn't taking up so much space in my head and, and in my heart. Dinosaur table battles. Oh my goodness. Well, yes. I mean, that's... Is on the list. As I mentioned in a previous podcast, I've done some preliminary work on that. How are you going to do a dinosaur 4X? By 